We headed to the home stretch in quarter number four on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. And welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. It's quarter number four. I'm Jim Galante, and I'm with our very special guest, a member of the Penn State Board of Trustees, William Olsey. Bill, welcome to the show. Glad to be here. I'm, I'm an admirer of the show. I'm, I'm hoping if this goes well, Jim, when uh, T. Frank uh, needs a substitute, maybe you can slot me in. <laughs> All right. Well, well, we'll see about that. I'll tell you what. You're going to have a, a bit of time here to show your expertise, Bill. So we'll then make the decision on, on T. Frank. All right. All right? Sure. Let me start with this, Bill. You're on the board of trustees, have been there now for a few years. I know you're a big Penn State advocate. Just what you what got you so interested in serving Penn State the way you have? I was sort of born and raised into Penn State. Uh, my dad and mom came here in the early 40s. My dad actually came on a football and track scholarship from Wilkes-Barre. He was a coal region kid, and he ended up getting his bachelor's, master's, and PhD here, and then teaching here for 20 years. So I'm a state college boy, born and raised, Penn State guy through and through. And uh, you know, when I went to college here, it was a terrific experience, um, prepared me really well for a 30 plus year uh, uh, career in the publishing industry and in the educational publishing industry. And when I retired, I thought I, I had come back to state college and I thought, man, what a great way to get reinvolved with Penn State and to give back to the place that trained me so well. And, and I got very interested in the board work and uh, one thing led to another and I got elected, uh, I believe the first time in 2013. So it's a, it's a labor of love. It's a, it's a way to, you know, it's a way to really give uh, something good back to your alma mater and, and, and work hard for the, for Penn State. I struggle to understand sometimes how the, the process of decisions go at Penn State. And it seems like within the athletic department, there's so much going on currently. For example, one of the big things, a mm -hmm. new athletic director has to come in. How does that work? What are the logistics? What is the involvement of the board, uh, Bill? And just what are you looking for in a new athletic director? Yeah, I think that um, it's going to be a really important hire. And, and uh, I was on the Presidential Recruitment Selection Committee that hired Dr. Ben DiPuti, and I've gotten to know Neely very well. And I think that, um, you know, it's going, to be, it's going to be an important hire for Neely, too, because it's going to be a window into sort of her new presidency that the alums and the fan base will, you know, will watch uh, closely. I think um, the, the, there is a search committee that's already been assembled. The good news, Jim, is we're moving quickly on this because I think Dr. Ben Diputi would really like to get a new athletic director in place before the new academic year begins on July the 1st. The other thing that's really good that, that I know, and I was just with Neely and we talked about a number of things uh, recently, one of which was hiring the new AD uh, to replace Sandy. And um, it, it's... Um, as you can imagine, it's it's one of the top five, top ten jobs in the country, and so there's a tremendous amount of talent that's that's uh, interested in, and wants to be considered, and I think that's that's a, that's a great thing. Um, uh, we have a committee assembled. Um, it's a small committee uh, by university standards, and I think that's good. And I think we really do have a need for speed. We want to get somebody really good, but we don't want to take too long to uh, to do it. And I think that. 
you know, when I think about the athletic director and that hire, I think there are a few things that are really important. One is alignment. There has to be alignment between the president, the athletic director, the football coach, Micah Shrewsbury, and some of our other key coaches uh, on campus. That alignment is really, really important. And then you know this better than almost anybody. The, the landscape in, in college sports is unbelievable right now. You got NIL, you got conference realignment, you got the transfer portal, you got Title IX, you got potentially college football playoffs changing. So, you know, TV contracts, you really need somebody who's highly experienced in the business of college sports. And not, this is not a learn on the job situation, so to speak. You have to have somebody who's well versed in all those areas. And Look, you know, we have, we're proud that we have 31 sports at Penn State. It's part of our DNA, as we often say. But we all know that the tide upon which all those sports rises and falls is, is football and, and men's basketball. And, you know, so those things really matter in terms of an athletic director. I think the other thing that's important, Jim, is somebody who really appreciates and understands the culture at Penn State. I think, you know, when we talk about success with honor, and some of the things that are the backbone of Penn State athletics, I think it will be very important to have somebody come here who understands how important those things are. Uh, and I also think our fans want to win championships. And so, you know, you have to do it the right way, success with honor, the way we've always done it. But you have to be successful, too. The success part of, of, of that means, you know, winning, uh, winning championships. Um, it's a big program. I think last year our, our, uh, our operating budget was over $130 million. So you need somebody who understands the size and scope of a major Power 5 athletic program. I'm, I'm really excited. I know Neely's really excited, too. I, we've, had, we've had interest from some terrifically talented people. Uh, it's a great opportunity. I think we're going to make a great hire, and I think we're going to move with a, a good pace. And I think that's really important. A quick follow-up question. Does my experience hosting a Penn State football show, is that a good enough resume to qualify for the job, Bill? Uh, you know what, Jimmy? Uh, let's talk. I think, you know, I think you have a lot of the attributes that we're looking for. Uh, you know, let's, let's, uh, can we talk after the, uh, after this interview and I'll, and I'll see where it goes. Uh, fair enough. We will, we will talk uh, later off, uh, off the air about that. Uh, and another topic that I know our audience is very interested in. In fact, we've talked about this on several segments already. And this is the talk of either upgrading or replacing Beaver Stadium. I'm curious what you would like to see done with the stadium. It, it's, yeah, it's hard to find a Penn Stater that doesn't have a real opinion on this. Um, I can tell you my personal opinion is, you know, when I think about Beaver Stadium, first of all, I, I think I was seven years old when they tore, the, when they, like an erector set, they took down Beaver Field and moved it on flatbed trucks across to where it is now. I was a kid growing up on Waring Avenue, so me and my buddies would go up and watch them move the erector set and, you know, re-erect it. So, you know, that stadium for me is on kind of hallowed ground for, and, and it is, in my opinion, the house that Joe built, and and it's a very important part of it. And then, you know, I've talked to Coach Franklin about this. I've talked to a lot of other Penn Staters about it. Think about what uh, Kirk Herbstreet says. He he says whiteout, Penn State, Beaver Stadium, best iconic, uh, you know, location in all of college football, most exciting venue in all of college football. I agree with him. 
So I think we have to be very careful when we do whatever we do with the stadium that we don't uh, that we don't mess with that venue. It's it's incredible when we put almost 110,000 people in there for a whiteout or a big game. It's it's amazing. So you know there are things we have to think about with the stadium. We have to obviously keep it safe. We have there are amenities that the stadium lacks that we need to work on, the concessions and, and creature comforts in the stadium, Wi-Fi, the things that drive a game day experience. And I think it's going to be very important for us to make those kinds of improvements to the stadium. But I am not in favor of building a new stadium, which would have a price tag well over a billion dollars. I'm frankly not even in favor of doing major surgery on the stadium and adding all kinds of luxurious boxes and loge boxes and mezzanine boxes because I think by the nature of do, by the very nature of doing that, Jim, we would make Beaver Stadium smaller. And um, you know, I'm I, I'm very proud when we pack almost 110 thou in there for a whiteout, and and you know we get a couple of illegal procedure penalties in the first five minutes of the game. You know, the decibel level is is, is high. Um, we we want to make it a better game day experience. We want to make it more comfortable. But I I don't want to. Um, you know, I would rather spend the money, and I've talked to Coach Franklin and, and, and other people on the board about this. I'd rather see us put uh, the right money in the stadium, but I'd, all, I'd rather see us make improvements to football operations, the kind of which we're making now on Lash Building, dormitories for our scholar-athletes, not just football players, but all our scholar-athletes, uh, training table improvements, uh, those kinds of things that are really important in attracting the kind of scholar-athletes to Penn State that we want for all 31 of our sports teams to be, you know, really successful. So, you know, I'm, that's the way I feel about it. Uh, you know, it's one man's opinion. Well, um, your opinion matters a little more than a lot of our opinions, those of us who are just fans. But I think there'd be a lot of fans who'll be happy to hear that, who want to see that capacity stay and not have a limit, you know, the number of people who could attend. Right. I wanted to also ask you, I've even been asking your cohorts this, one non-sports related question, but I think it's really important and our listeners would appreciate hearing your take on this. Sure. The cost of attendance at Penn State, it's a concern yeah. for anyone who is a student, anyone who's a parent of a student or parent of someone who may be a student soon. Can right. the Board of Trustees do anything about it, control those costs going forward? I think that the easy answer is yes, and I, I think the follow-up answer is we already have. And, and I think the alumni elected trustees, you know, Ted Brown and Barb Duran and I, who are running on the same ticket and have been, real, have been elected together three times, one of the things that the alumni elected trustees are very proud of is we were, uh, we were part of the group on the board that successfully – uh, kept tuition flat three of the last four years for in-state students. Um, we were very, you know, we were very focused on that. And I, I think that's part of how you try to make Penn State more affordable. You're very, very careful with tuition increases. You don't automatically increase tuition every single year. And it's not just in-state tuition, it's out-of-state tuition and, uh, you know, tuition for our international students. You have to look at the whole thing. That, the, the, I think we have to keep working very hard on state appropriation, Jim. You know, it, it's not about going to Harrisburg with our handout uh, every year. It's about going to Harrisburg and driving the message that Penn State is an economic 
juggernaut for the whole Commonwealth. And when the, and when the state invests in higher education and when the state invests in Penn State, it's investing in itself as the Commonwealth. Penn State drives a lot of, uh, a lot of, of, of growth in the Commonwealth. That's very important. I also think we have to really focus on the three buckets of spending in higher ed. There's a bucket that drives teaching, learning, and research outcomes. And there's a second bucket that drives um, uh, the student experience. And then there's a third bucket, which is administrative costs. And I think that's the place where we have to really look hard. Why are we spending certain monies? Is it really helping the core mission? If it isn't, ask yourself, why are we spending it? Maybe we shouldn't. And I think that's important. Very good, Bill. Thanks so much for being on the show with us, and thank you all for listening, and I hope you'll all join us again next time on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Fellow Nittany Lions, this is Bill Oldsey, one of your alumni-elected trustees. It's been an honor serving you in our world-class university for the past nine years. Today, I'm asking for your votes again for me, Barbara Duran, and Ted Brown for re-election to the Penn State Board. We look forward to continuing our work with you as we take Penn State to even greater levels of success with honor, both academically and athletically. We are Oldsey, Duran, and Brown. Thank you for your continued support. Request your ballot at trustees.psu.edu. This is Jen from Collegiate Athletic Travel here to tell you about the great trip we're offering this fall for the Penn State Auburn game. In addition to charter flight and staying at the team hotel, we're also partnering with Keystone Sports Network. You'll have a chance to join Jim and Dustin as they record their show on site and even get the chance to ask your questions and be a part of the show. For more information, go to athletictravel.com or call 1-800-788-4414. See you there.